this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and say with you. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rahapa podcast, where every week we dive into whatever season eight has to offer and we bring it to you in a uh, in a format of sorts. We're here to talk about, of course, episode three of season eight, which is the conclusion of the first group. I don't think they have official letters to them, so it's not group A. It's just the first group. We have the queen on the throne unseated. That's right. The harp will be in the semis. Okay. But we're going to talk about the harp. We're going to talk about TV themes. We're going to talk about the other two performers that got unmasked, introduced then unmasked, and so much more. I am, of course, your host, Puya the Candle Zanvakili. And here we go. We've got an amazing person on today. They are irreplaceable. It's the one and only Liana the Q Tip Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? Well, I just want to quote Nick Cannon in this episode of The Mass Singer. This show is weird. And you know what? It is. But I'm here for it. I think this was a, a genuinely a truly fun episode. Now we're one group or I, according to the Wikipedia, it's one round. So round one. Oh, round makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So we're round, especially with the Battle Royale. For some reason, that makes sense uh, in my mind. We're round one in. I'm kind of digging this format i'm not gonna lie interesting yeah i thought okay so obviously i think there's merit to well i don't know when we want to talk about this but i just want to say that i'm having a grand old time and i do think that the way that this format is structured allows for sort of what is enjoyable about the wild cards and it's just so rapid it's so fast-paced there's always something new happening and i think that that is keeping my attention throughout the season yeah, it's interesting because through three episodes now, we have unmasked seven people, which is, is a lot. wild. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. No, it's at one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah. Okay. Seven. Well, I was like, because there's the, oh, but there's the three. So technically we've unmasked nine people. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn indeed. And yeah, that's 22 minus seven equals. Wow. 15. Yeah. So, 15. so 14 new performers that we haven't even seen yet. And we're three episodes in other seasons had 14 periods. So yeah. that's what we're working with here. This, I, I, 
I do believe that they could have this format moving forward because I think also like, look at the talent that they've had this season, but they only have to get them for one episode. Like, I feel like the talent has just been amped back up. And I think that it's in part due to the fact that they can only have to commit really for one episode. Like, yeah, you want to come to the mass singer? Sure. One performance, you know, (laughs) you'll be done. Are you saying like (laughs) the celebrity caliber is higher is what you're saying? I mean, maybe not higher necessarily, but I feel like this is equal, if not slightly better with Eric Idle and William Shatner to what we've seen in previous seasons. That's true. They have gone old school is what I'm finding with this Mm. season. Well, that's yeah. yeah, Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I think you're totally right that it's been a lot of, I don't know, maybe younger celebrities, but I feel like they can convince them. Look, it's only one episode. Come in, hang out, have a great time. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that um, for me, as someone who doesn't know a lot of old school pop culture, I felt lost this season. Outside of Jeff Dunham last week, I've been goose egging all over the board with every performer. Mm. And I have felt a little bit more in my zone, <laughs> which I, I think is an insult, but I'm not going to take it that way. Think, why would it be an it insult? As, why would it be an insult? I don't know. I feel like because the pop culture I grew up with was my kind of like my parents pop culture. Yes. So anything that was like at like popular at the time. No, I didn't know. I was watching again Monty Python's Flying Circus. I was I could not be bothered with the current, you know, trends. But I will say that. The theme also in this episode was really fun with the way that they did the TV night, because this is how I thought all of the theme nights were going to be. And maybe we just didn't get the full Vegas experience that maybe I was hoping for. But I think they really hit the nail on the head with this week. They followed the theme this week. I think that's what it was, because not only was it TV themed uh, TV theme songs, but also you had some stars of the uh, old school TV make an appearance. The mm-hmm. songs were again themed. Every single song performed this week was themed a theme song from a previous show. So mm-hmm. they really leaned into it this week, which I do appreciate. Now, here's what I want to talk about, though. The judges and Nick Cannon were wearing clear costumes of sort. Do you have an idea of who everyone was? Oh, God, I was hoping you would know. <laughs> so Jenny's obviously dressed as Wonder Woman, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Ken Jong is dressed as a doctor. Uh, do not right. know what Nick Cannon's dressed up as. Couldn't tell you. Well, Nicole, I think, is dressed as Jessica Rabbit. Oh, that's what she's okay. Uh, I think so. so doc so Ken is his TV show Dr. Ken. Right. So I, I mean, not like But Jessica Rabbit wasn't know. from a show, right? Jessica Rabbit was from a from a movie. Well, Jessica Rabbit was part of the like, wasn't it like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Okay, but that's a movie, right? That's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. TV characters. Anyway, not important. Not important. Not important. Jumpsuit. <laughs> not important. Not important. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I, I, okay. So then they, they did that. Th- what are you laughing about? It's giving me Squid Game. <laughs> I do not. I do not. I yes, I agree with that. Uh, or Teletubbies. I'm getting Teletubbies and Squid Game, but I do not think that she was dressed after. No, I think it's just Rabbit. That makes the most sense to me. Sure. All right, we'll go with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, and then Robin Thicke's mom is in the audience. Robin Thicke opens the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think singing the theme song, right? Yeah, from Growing Pains. Yes, I don't know the movie, the show. Yeah, well, it's uh, Alan Thicke was an actor. So Robin Thicke's dad, Alan Thicke, was an actor on Growing Pains. And so that's why when they said, oh, it's a tribute to Alan Thicke, Mm -hmm. that's what they were referring to. I see. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Good to know. (laughs) Okay. And then, yeah, we get the announcement. Tonight's king or queen will go straight to the semis. And they immediately kicked us off with the mummies. Now their clue thing when they come out it was the lucky number yes you didn't talk about the child the kid photos i do feel like we've seen this before on the mass singer where they've shown the kid photos of the judges but i thought that that was really cute it was really funny it was funny seeing robin thick with that long hair (laughs) yeah i didn't really feel much about it because like yeah i should have at least said that the uh the opener 
was a theme song with like an old school 90s intro package for the judges mm-hmm. with the kid pictures. That is true. And yeah. then, yeah. Because those those are the details that continue to make me feel like, yes, this is TV theme night. You know, this is TV night because they're going all the way from, you know, whatever outfits people are wearing to the way that they did the intro to the performances, to the dancers with the TV heads. All of it just really fit with the theme. And I appreciated them committing to the TV night. Are you telling me that you didn't feel like Vegas night was complete with the presence of Carrot Top and the Blue Man group? (laughs) I felt like Vegas night was a little half-assed, if I'm being 100% honest. Wow. Yes, you Donny Osmond. Okay, I know, I know. You Donny Osmond. I did like the Blue Man group, Carrot Top, obviously. I'm going to sneeze one second. Oh, Okay, I'm back. Bless you. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, but the fact that, you know, we... The songs that were performed, the dancers really fit the bill. Just, I don't know. I, I It felt like it fit a little bit more. Now I'm looking back on Vegas night. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was in my brain. But TV night, I really feel like hit the nail on the head. Yeah, no, I think, I, again, I think they leaned into the theme way more this episode than they have in episode two. Or did episode one have a theme? No, right? Just I don't welcome think so. back. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So then, Liana, let's talk about the mummies and uh, you take it away. Ah, okay. Yes. So for the mummies, there's three of them that walk out. Their clue from the walkout part was lucky number five. And then they open with its mummy island, like very ship wheel island theme. Um, They talk about how their sibling bonds are the tightest. There's a blueprint of a house that says iconic. There was also a visual clue of, well, technically it was the fox. Wayne Brady is the fox. And then they talk about how, oh, and we may have taught you a few life lessons. There was Tiger Pop magazine. And then at the very end, there was a cinema ticket. Admit one thing. I don't know. But I will say that as soon as I saw, I was it was like, okay, definitely family. Like it's giving very much family, all in a house together, sibling bonds, all of that. And as soon as I saw the fox, I said out loud, oh, Wayne Brady. And as soon as I said, like, I did not get it. But as soon as I said Brady, I was like, oh, the Brady Bunch. All in a house, iconic, blueprint, all that. Oh, my gosh. It was that moment that just, like, clicked for me. The Brady Bunch. See, I know that song. And they did do a movie. I have watched that movie, too. Okay, good. So, yeah. So then you know that. So, okay, well, then that goes with the cinema ticket admit one, right? Because that's their movie, the Brady Bunch movie. And that Wayne Brady bunch makes sense. The blueprint, yeah. they said the dad was an architect in the show, so that also makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the family thing also, again, makes very much sense. I guess what I'm disappointed I didn't see, now that I know who it is, why wasn't there like a three-by-three, three, like a tic-tac-toe board with faces on it? Is that Ooh. too much? Or even just a tic-tac-toe board, I think, would have been a cool clue. Because I think it's still deceptive enough, but it gives they you They could have thought it's Hollywood know, Squares and then gone off a tangent. Mm. Oh, yeah, exactly. It would have been distracting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually really like that as a clue. Maybe I got to go back. See, maybe they had one hidden somewhere, but if they didn't. Missed opportunity. But I will say this to me felt like pretty obvious. I mean, the issue with three people is it's immediately narrowed down to some group of three people, you know, and this is what we have with the couples. Also, the main thing with the couples is are they married or are they siblings? Are they dating or are they siblings, right? Like that's the biggest thing we have with a group of three really, really limits the field in terms of it's either some type of music group or some type of set of siblings or probably, you know, as we saw here, some type of, you know, group of actors that were all one unit. See what I wanted. Okay. What or what I do want is one day for the trio to be just three people that wouldn't necessarily be featured. And like they can be like roughly in the same place. Like think (laughs) of it this way. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers, like just three late night talk show people. Because like, yeah, they all do the same thing, but you would never expect all three of them to be in the same costume. So Mm. something like that, I think, would be a good way to move away from it. But again, it's just a very obvious thing to look at. My problem, my weakness is that I don't know a lot of trios in Hollywood. So I lose track quick. I saw Lucky Number Five, and then I wrote Lou Bega, but I was like, "Who was? Who's the other two? If it's Lou Bega, 
Like, come on. <laughs> it's it's all the women in Mambo number five. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Rita, it's Jessica, and Samantha, Sandra. and Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that's like a group of loosely connected people. I like the idea of the talk show hosts because you can still have sort of similar clues. Because I exactly. think the question would be if you have three like complete randos that are not tied together at all. I don't even know how you would begin to do the clue package. I guess you would just have clues for each of them individually. You can have so- like a person and two of their exes. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then you have to like, because you there's still a chance that you figure out, oh, that's what this is, but you won't guess all three necessarily. You oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, well, Massinger, I hope you're listening. <laughs> we have some very bizarre ideas. We'd love to see you execute in the future. And if well, you're not, means- I don't know what you're doing, but yeah. Yeah, get 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 with it, Massinger. <laughs> what were you about to say? Oh, uh, I don't remember. So they performed the Monkeys theme song. Are you familiar yes. with the show The Monkeys? Hey, hey, we're the Monkeys. People say we monkey around. Yes, yes, I am. I grew up listening to The Monkeys. So. so that's a show called The Monkey, and there's a band called The Monkeys. Well, there's, yeah, so there's a band called The Monkeys. Yes. And people say that they monkey around. Okay. And then. They had a TV series. Oh, it was about the band. The Monkees. Gotcha. Yes. Damn, this was from the 60s. Yes. Have you watched this show? No, I don't think I've ever seen the show. But you've listened to their music? Yes. Okay. What's their most iconic song? Like, if there's a song I would know, what is it? Oh, my gosh. Um... Part of me wants to say the theme song, but I, I just, I don't know if there's any song you're going to know. Okay. Let's the band try. name sounds familiar, but I just couldn't tell you what their song that I would know is. Uh, what about like day daydream believer? Yeah. The, the, daydream I should have specified. Believer. Oh, I, I know that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard that at yeah. my work a lot. Oh, okay. It was part of the playlist. Yeah, um, we had a the, playlist that was oh. exclusively 60s and 70s music on a loop. No, you know what song you would know? So I'm a believer. That's their original song. What? First I saw her face? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess it's not by Shrek. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew no, it wasn't Shrek by Shrek, work. but that's where I learned about it. Um, didn't, Wasn't that done by like Smash Mouth? Maybe that might be the version I know, I guess. I think that no, I mean that's the one in the yes, that is the one in the Shrek soundtrack. Soundtrack, soundtrack. But they did it originally. <laughs> yes, the original song was by the monkeys. Interesting. Okay. So what did you think of this performance by the uh the Brady mummies? Okay, not gonna lie, I was actually very impressed, mainly because I just had low expectations of both the fortune teller and the mummies. What I loved so much was the fact that they changed the lyrics to, hey, hey, we're the mummies. People say we mummy around. Does that make sense? No, but who cares? It was so cute. It was a really fun performance. I feel like they all had so much energy. What I was laughing at so hard, though, was especially when they were just kind of like freestyling. Um the two on the left, like if you're looking at the stage, the two on the left kind of had it together. They were the ones mostly singing. And the one on the right was just like doing his own thing. Big Definitely right shark energy. Yes, the left exactly. shark energy. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. It was. Yeah. It was a big right shark energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy it. Like the, this is the thing for me. And I guess this is where I can talk about my qualms with this format. I wrote they're fun, comma, but dot, 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 mm. dot, dot. Like, I just knew they were never going to go past the harp. That's what was mm. my problem with it. Yeah. I had no hope. Whereas, I guess in other formats, you could argue, wouldn't you feel the same way after you, like, if someone survives the first week and then there's a second week, you're like, yeah, they're going to go out. Yes, maybe. But I feel like at least with a group of six, there's usually one or two that could upset the other and make it through. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's uh, one person gets to go through. And especially when you keep making the harp go last, if the other two weren't amazing, I, there's no intrigue for me. There's no suspense. Okay. I think the closest we came to the heart being unseated was probably last week with the yes. Panther. The Panther right? was the closest. Yeah. I. So here's the thing. Once the mummies were like 
you know, cute and adorable, but not, oh my God, definitely going to unseat the harp. I was like, okay, maybe the fortune teller will be better. But also in my mind, I had had that the fortune teller was going to be worse by process of gimmickology. Yes, know, which we'll get to the gimmick of the yeah. for I'm actually excited to talk about the fortune teller here. But I thought ultimately this was a fun performance. I will say the the TV dan- backup dancers, I didn't like as much as the dice backup dancers from Vegas. So Vegas gets the point there, potentially. But ultimately, this was fun. You could tell the audience was having a good time. I had nothing to complain about here. Yeah, I had nothing to complain about. Also, I think I liked the they gave them the capes with the arm sticks. You know, like drag queens use those a lot. And so them running around with their arm sticks, just sort of like <laughs> flailing, I thought was also very cute. Yeah, and I did like this costume quite a bit. They looked good. I enjoyed it. I My only sadness is that it's a one and done for the mummies. Oh, I, you know, I felt that way when, this is maybe getting a little bit ahead of, ahead of myself, but with the Panther also, seeing the clip of the Panther in the Battle Royale last week, I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, that's so sad. I would have loved for the mummies to have performed a second time. So I'm with you on that. I'm actually kind of sad, but if it was, ha- it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. And so I'm, happy to have had the mummies on my screen at least than to never have had them at all thanks for that piece of advice that and you can take that to the bank i will i will i hope they uh accept it we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So they will then, not. <laughs> so then they had a new, right, every week now they do this themed clue they show after the performance. And because it's TV theme song week, they did a TV dinner with a TV superstar. So, of course, to deliver this TV dinner clue, outcomes Tori Spelling of 90210 fame, also a uh, former alumni of Mass Singer. Mm-hmm. At first, they were like, oh, it's friend of the Mass Singer. And I was like, you know, she was on the show, right, guys? <laughs> like, we did, oh, okay. All right. They did, they did announce it. See, this is what I'm saying with every little detail makes sense because it wasn't last week. It was Carrot Top. It was like Carrot Top. Oh, no. I guess they had the Bendy Lady. They had Carrot Top. They had the, the, Performer, the contortionist, clown, and yeah. All right, so never mind. All right, I don't know. It just it it felt more personal having Tori Spelling, even though she had come out twice, come out instead of just some random video of Carrot Top with a menu. Let's stop down on that real quick. So we'll spoil this part if you are just a listener. They had this whole TV dinner with a TV celebrity thing. So Mm -hmm. out comes Tori Spelling for the mummies. Then for the fortune teller, Jody Sweeten of Full House fame comes out. And then for the harp, they brought out Tori Spelling again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? You couldn't find a third person? No. <laughs> John Stamos wasn't available. Dave Couillet wasn't available. Uh, maybe she's contractually obligated. Yeah, I guess there was no one else on television that they could get ever. Or I was or, upset. To be, I wanted honestly, another. I was kind of expecting like 
I don't know, Will Arnett or Joel McHale or so, you know, someone maybe like more in the oh, like a modern guys. Because it was like, okay, you got, you know, yeah, I don't know, or so, some gimmick. I thought I was, I was all gimmicky in my head. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like I'm not complaining. Just sad that there wasn't a third person, but that's fine. It's not that important. We can move on from there. Liana, you, uh, it's clear to me now, 20 minutes into this podcast, that you didn't catch the lower third from the opening of the show. Oh, so, the one about Nick. Yeah. So they were doing this throughout the episode where they're like in the bottom right, you know, uh, Robin Thicke loves American dad jokes because American dad's a TV show. Um, Mm -hmm. And then for Nick Cannon, they were shady. They said Nick Cannon's favorite TV show is all my children. (laughs) Yeah, no, I did see that. I'm I'm so happy you brought it up because I forgot to mention it at the top of the show. Ridiculous. Also, at one point you said Shipwheel Island. You met Gilligan's Island, right? Well, in the clue package, I think it said Shipwheel Island, which then oh, oh, that I don't know. Sense. Maybe I also could have made that up. Okay, that's fine. That wasn't that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah, so then so don't quote me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the clue was a blended Berry Brothers smoothie package, which ah, oh, yeah. Can you explain how this becomes a Brady Bunch clue? Well, they had the berry part of it. But the blended part of it was what actually stood out to me initially before. Because the only... Bra- okay, so look, the only reason I actually know the names of the Brady Bunch actors, and I don't know all of their names until today, but the only one name I knew for the Brady Bunch boys was Christopher Knight. And that's because I watched him on The Surreal Life and I watched his reality show, My Fair Brady, with Adriana, Ad- Adrian Curry. Adrian Curry, that sounds right. Anyway, so I blended was what stood out to me. And I thought, ah, Brady Bunch, blended family, the two, the the mom and the dad coming together with the siblings, blended family. Got it. Nailed oh, it. they were a blended family. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought they were. Okay, cool. Yeah. Learning new things today. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> well, what are, you, what, are you, what are you laughing at for? What are you, what are you laughing at me for? What are you laughing at? Be serious. <laughs> no, Be I don't serious. know. I don't know. I'm I'm being I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Nope. <laughs> no. Did I, did I, did I do it? No, you uh, cannot do it. Oh man. <laughs> um. So then Nicole goes ahead and you know mentions the Brady Bunch. Also mentions could be the guys from 90210. Uh, Ken Jong had a ridiculous notion that it's the Lawrence brothers, with the third one being Martin Lawrence. And then we moved on from them. Okay. So then yeah. it was fortune teller time. And uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, the fortune teller's one clue was avoid storms. Is that a shark thing? Oh, like a sharknado thing? No, shark tank. Oh, shark tank. I don't know. Why did I think sharknado? I'm like not even close. Yes, I assume that that is the case. Okay. So the clue package for the fortune teller was they had visions of being a music king, but they weren't a great singer. And then they tried to make it as a dancer, but they got beat out by Jermaine Dupree. And then a jackpot helped them break into the industry by the help of their mother. And then there was an angel on display. And then they got an unusual offer while keeping up with the Kardashians. So they moved on up and then they're performing a TV classic, which was moving on up uh, the AKA the Jefferson's theme song. Now, Leon, are you familiar with the unmasked person here? Okay, so no, no like n- not even close. So I, I, I genuinely had no idea who this was. Like, and because now we're only getting one episode, I don't have, I don't really have the time to like stop down and be like, okay, let me process all the clues. Let me really think about it. I feel like it's almost, I get it immediately, or I just have absolutely no idea. So the fortune teller, you know, obviously I couldn't see the future because I just did not have a sense of who this was. Well, I knew him from Shark Tank, but I've also watched maybe one episode of Shark Tank and then compilations on YouTube. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know him, know him. I was going to say, I've, I've, I've only seen Shark Tank with you and we never watch Shark Tank. We watch Dragon's Den, the Canadian Because okay, so that's version. not the same. You know that, right? Dragon's <laughs> yeah, Den no. is different. Yeah, that's the joke. I know that. But that's what I'm saying is that I've literally never seen it. I've only seen the format of the show and the Dragon's Den. like. Gotcha. So, Okay. Oh, I, you know what? I have seen the clip of um, the Scrub Daddy. Is yes. he in the Scrub Daddy one? I don't, I don't know. Why would I know okay. that? 
Okay, I don't, I don't know. You said you watched clips. I thought maybe a Scrub Daddy clip would have no, been. No, I watched like, like, a, like a watch mojo of, you know, top Shark Tank uh, products that made money off the show or that flopped and stuff like that. But even then, I'm like half paying attention. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah so, no, he is the yeah. CEO and founder of FUBU. Okay. So, that was mm-hmm. where they got the, the judges really focused up on that. But yeah. unfortunately to the listeners, then I think it's fair to say that neither of us really know how the clues fit here. So- oh, yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, I did go back. So obviously he grew up watching TV in Queens. He's, out, he's from Queens. The, mm-hmm. uh, with the help of my mother, I had a unique way to break into the industry. That's where he started FUBU, was in his mother's house in Queens. Oh. So his mom, yeah, his mom taught him how to sew, and then it went from there. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. No, very, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. What is this Kardashian link? Well, the Kardashian link, I'm happy that you mentioned it, is. I don't know. Are you vamping? <laughs> okay. I was going to say, why would you then, why would you take it on then with such confidence? I don't know. I was hoping my, I was hoping the Wikipedia page would help me. <laughs> no, I really thought with the Kardashian stuff, I was convinced that this was Ryan Seacrest at that point. For no really? reason other than, oh, he, he executive produced the Kardashians. I knew that. <laughs> That's the only reason. Ah, okay. So I just, I, uh, I figured it out. So he was hired by the Kardashians. Uh, As a stylist. No, he was integrating product placement on the show. I'm looking at an article that said Damon worked as the stylist for the Kardashians on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Okay, well, I'm reading an article that says he was responsible for the product placement. Well, that makes more sense given what we know about him and his Shark Tank stuff. Well, that makes sense for the Shark Tank stuff, but the fashion stuff makes sense for the FUBU stuff. So, yeah, I'm looking at Before his successful (laughs) role on Shark Tank, Damon worked as the stylist for the Kardashians on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. At the time, he was the owner of 10 clothing firms when he was approached by ABC to star on their new show, Shark Tank, in 2008. In the first few seasons of the E-series, he was hired by the family to integrate product placement within the show. This okay, involves so finding brands of clothing for the family to wear yeah. to give companies exposure. Well, there okay, we go. So it's both. He both. So both fashion and also product placement of fashion lines. Yeah. Ooh, and okay, then Chloe, Chloe Kardashian fired him in t- 2008. Yeah, but then that's how he got the opportunity for Shark Tank. So I think it ultimately works out for him. Yeah, I think I think his life's fine. Yeah, I mean he's not a mass singer, so his life is fine. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't make that argument, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm being, I'm being serious. I don't do uh, ifs, ands, or I do absolutes. What's <laughs> it's like when a plane <laughs> sticks a landing in turbulence. <laughs> no, I don't. I think I just crashed. No, I think you just emptied, you know, they're like throw stuff off the plane to make it lighter. That's what you did. You just left parts of that reference out. Do people do that on planes? I think they do that on boats. But do they do no, it it's planes? helicopters is what it helicopters. is. Helicopters. They throw stuff off the helicopters. Anyway, that reference you made is like maybe eight people know it. Um, and even then, those eight might be like, I don't know what she was doing. So Okay, first of all, I blame you for this, though, because... Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. football, like soccer yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. So the performance, moving on up, the Jefferson theme song... It was good. It was fine. But the moment that changed everything for me, where the glass ceiling shattered, where I for a split second thought, could we see an upset is when the fortune teller came outside of the box that it comes Mm. in. And I really thought based on the dancing clue that the fortune teller was going to do like a dance solo or something that didn't happen. the, The fortune teller came out of the box, but my mind was blown because moving forward, I'm not just going to trust that a costume stationary anymore because clearly that's not necessarily the case all the time. I loved this so much. I remember back to the snow owls where they were trapped in their weird little cage. And I just thought that's so sad. They can never get out of there. No, no, no. The fortune teller came out, was in a very movable costume. I was expecting exactly what you were. It was the moment we were going to get the razzle-dazzle. We were going to get, you know, the dance break that could maybe upset the powerhouse vocalist. Oh my gosh, is this actually going to happen? Uh, yeah, he, I mean, obviously he dances better than I do, but like, he clearly is, there's a reason why he didn't have success as a dancer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow, way to be shady. Uh, 
I mean, I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. Yes, fair. Yeah, it was fine. Again, the performance was fine. I wasn't wowed. Yeah. I wasn't shocked. I guess I was shocked when the fortune teller came out from outside of the box and like did mm-hmm. stuff. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it wasn't anything amazing. And that's, again, my biggest qualm with this format is I'm, if you want to do this format, fine, but don't put the harp last and then give us two performers who are clearly not going to, you know, upset the the harp. Yeah, I do wonder because they did this last week as well, right? They had the Panther and the Pirate come out and do their performances mm-hmm. first. Or no? Uh, I believe the harp went last last week too. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Yes, yes, yes. I, I would be I would be fine if they mixed it up. I don't know if they're always going to do the reigning champion last or the king or queen of the mass singer last because that's what they obviously did for these. But I would be it, it could be kind of fun to have the harp go first and then see, you know, oh, uh, can the next two people well, try to unseat thing. her? But that's I think it's the I same want. thing regardless. Oh, no, no, I think here's the thing, though, no. is that for that split second, there's that hmm. suspense of, oh, my God, hmm. OK. Here comes this costume. Oh, it looks amazing. Could it do it? Mm-hmm. Can it be yeah. the case? I feel like that is what you're missing. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, the results ultimately the same. And the minute they start seeing it, like, okay, that's not going to happen. But this way, it made it so that once the uh, fortune teller finished performing, there were still 25 minutes left in the episode. <laughs> and I knew the harp was going to make it. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. Because then at least you get what? Maybe 30 five minutes of the episode where you don't well, that, know what could happen. A, yeah, maybe it's like, oh, <laughs> like 12 minutes left okay i know the harp's staying now but at least mm-hmm. for more than half of it i was curious what was going to happen mm. yeah okay yeah and then when i saw jody sweden's tv dinner which was about uh what was it new york dough and then the the fortune teller started talking about a pie i wrote jason biggs in my notes and then oh. quickly realized oh yeah what what connection does he have to the kardashians nothing so i removed my guess mm. Yeah. 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 I think um, I think for me, this is one of those that I maybe maybe could have gotten if I had had more time to do some of the Googling. But I think even I probably would have gotten confused by the pizza clue because I obviously got it in retrospect with, oh, the dough, you know. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that even the me noticing the the avoid storm thing. I wouldn't have gotten that link if I didn't get the unmasking of who it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think we would have both suffered on, on this one, but then yeah, it was in there being fine. And then being fine. Um, in my notes, I did write, I love this, but you still won't be able to overcome the harp. So (laughs) I know, but it's so true. It's so true though. I mean, Mm -hmm. just after those two performances, wrap it up, like give the heart, the heart, the heart, give the harp, the crown. I mean, now, what I will say is I think we got Jenny saying this after the fortune teller, maybe. I don't remember when she said it, but she did mention the fact that, you know, can this person unseat the harp to go to the semifinals? And that was the first moment that we kind of got confirmation of how we suspected the format was going to go with there being, you know, sort of these rounds or groups that then you have one person moving on. So otherwise I was like, the harp is about to perform all 10 episodes. <laughs> She's got 10 songs in the arsenal. She's ready to go. But no, here we do get the confirmation that we are getting a new group. And, you know, according to the promos and the wiki, we actually harps harp is done for now. You know, harp is done for the like semis. the next six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. She's moving on. And then, you know, it's going to kind of be like last season's format, I assume, where we're going to have everyone who, you know, won their group come back and battle the semifinals. it out and a final after that. Well, either. Yeah, either. Yeah, either battle it out or potentially just be a straight up winner. Right. Because I think that's the way it worked last time. They had like episode nine and then they had kind of like a recap episode or something. And then they had the finale at 11. Yeah, so next week's episode, I'm actually looking at the wiki right now. Next week's episode theme is already out there, Liana. Next week is the Andrew Lloyd Webber night. Oh, your favorite. I can't (laughs) wait to not get any of the references. It's going to be great. And then the week after that is Muppets night. (laughs) Wait, was Muppets night one of the ones that was announced? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, that's going to be super interesting. I'm excited for both those episodes. Yeah, it should be exciting. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, do you want to talk about the heart before we talk about the unmaskings? 
yeah, yeah. How about we take a quick break and then we come back and we talk about the heart. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS. Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. All right, Liana. You felt like you've been on the Harps case this whole time. You think you figured it out. So I want you to walk us through the clue package. But I would like for you to not talk about the TV dinner clue because I would like to tell you why I know the answer to that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Okay. So for me, um, I felt like the clues are pretty much exactly the same. Like it's literally exactly the same clues, right? Like we saw the um the CD, we saw the 3D glasses. We saw the witch's hat. We saw the opera glasses. So genuinely, the only thing that I have new from her clue package were the Christmas cupcake kind of things. Is it? Yeah, did, I, was, did I miss anything? I wrote <laughs> like, one line I in my. That's why I asked you because I wrote one line, and that was royal decree Christmas cupcake. <laughs> yeah, right? that's all I had. I because I again, it's like. The thing Mass Singer does great is that intro package, first time clue package. But we've mm-hmm. seen throughout the seasons, the later a performer gets, the more the clue package is more so them reflecting on their past week and not more clues. Yeah, right. I mean, they've done this before. I feel like it was that way last season. It was one legit clue package, one nothing burger, and then maybe a third clue package, you know, if they survive that long. So for me, the the Christmas, the cupcakes, I wasn't 100% sure on, at least initially. It could be a glee thing that is just completely escaping me. But the, the Christmas stuff is Amber Riley is in a movie called Christmas Deja Vu. So it's got to be that, right? Maybe. Well, the TV dinner clue was a first of all brought out by Tori Spelling again, which didn't have the same ooh as it did when Tori Spelling came out the first time. But it was <laughs> purple mashed potatoes. And then the harp said almost too beautiful to mash. Liana, mash, mash up. They do mashups on glee. Did I get that right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that interpretation. So for me, I saw the purple and I immediately thought, oh, the slushy is from Glee. The but, slushies from Glee. Yeah. What is that? It, well, you never watch Glee, but a big part of the. Oh, the slushy is a thing because I know that that's the logo for uh, Matt and Amon's uh, Glee podcast. There you go. Yeah. So the they would get slushies thrown in their face like the, you know, the Glee. Yeah, but kids what's mashed potatoes got to do with what is the slushy purple in the show? No, but well, yeah, sometimes it was purple, but that's why I like your interpretation as well, because I think it could potentially be both like, wait, did you say you like my interpretation better? There's no, I like it in addition to mine. They are equal. I feel like mine's better. I feel like yours is a bit of a reach. (laughs) But then why is it purple? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Purple mashed potatoes. Um. Did they do a Prince Night on Glee? Probably. Well, that's the thing is that I think the, the color purple specifically in the in Hollywood has a lot of ways you can look at it. They immediately went to Prince, which makes sense. So I feel like it could be like a bit of a red herring that mm. some people on this podcast may have fallen into. But, you know. OK, well, it's 100 percent Amber Riley and nothing can convince me otherwise. Hmm. All I know is mash up and mash is great. And I'm great, even though I do not know who this person is. OK. 
I yeah, Wait. they brought they they really underutilized her in Glee. They let Leah Michelle sing all the songs, and then they brought Amber Riley in to just belt on the last note. So I'm they glad made fun of it though. She's getting point. recognition. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. And honestly, I wouldn't be that upset if she performed ten times. <laughs> but I I am excited for the change. Yes. So the performance was "Thank You for Being a Friend," aka the Golden Girls theme song. Yeah. Done beautifully. Amazing song choice. Uh, it was so good. I was so happy from the first moment I, that song started. I Because we had literally talked about this. We talked about TV theme song night. I was like, do you think someone's going to sing the Golden Girls theme song? She did. I have written in my notes, yes. And I wrote, welcome to the semifinals harp. Let's go. I was so excited. I was very happy with this rendition. All around, just a 10 out of 10 for me. It was amazing. Again, it feels like I wish the harp would do a worse performance because it just, I can't help but feel like it's the equivalent of dunking on someone, posterizing someone in the NBA and then standing over them as they're on the floor. Like they're <laughs> yeah. already done. You already demolished them. You, you, why are you doing this? Like you've got a 40 lead, like 40 point lead and you're just slamming the dunks on them. Yeah. You're doing windmills and stuff like relax, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she's amazing. And there's no, there's no denying that she is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. And uh, this was another amazing performance put there at this point. I, I know there's, again, there's 15 other performers that we are waiting to see for the first time. So I'm sure there's a couple of people in there that are contenders. I simply cannot imagine anyone beating the harp though. I really can't. I, I so I was having the same flashbacks to Firefly. Yes. Right from last season. It was just giving me the exact same feeling of, okay, well, maybe we'll see. Maybe there's someone who's going to capture my heart. And I'm sure that third group person, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, they're just so good. I think they're going to do it. And then the harp is going to win because who who could top her? I, I don't think anyone can. But anyway, so then as far as the judges' guesses go, um, Amber Riley does get brought up by Nicole. I think Nicole's the only other person like Nicole's brought it up last week too, maybe. Um, So could be the case. Could be the case. Uh, Nicole did also say Fantasia at one point, which the judges were like, nah, stop this. That's not Fantasia. (laughs) Nah. Yeah. Well, Nicole brought it up last week because I remember thinking, oh God, is the Panther going to take her spot? Like that was my thought process. Right. So then that happens. Okay. We get to the vote results. Between the mummy and the fortune teller, the first person unmasked is the group of the mummies. So, yeah. Do you think that was okay? I know this doesn't matter because ultimately they both get unmasked. But do you think that that was the right call? I think so. I think ultimately I thought the fortune teller did better than the mummies did on the music part. Mm -hmm. I kept going back and forth on it. Well, I feel like it's an audience vote, right? It's an audience vote. And it just feels to me like the minute the fortune teller came out of the box, the audience and I had the same reaction. Oh my God, what? Mm -hmm. I didn't expect that. So I feel like that helps. Um, And the the fortune teller still did have that, you know, comedic movement to it that the mummies nailed as well. But I think that it's kind of like having a reveal. And I feel like the fortune teller had a reveal, which the mummies lacked. Mm -hmm. Well, and what we know from people who have gone to the show is that the vocals can be sometimes a little bit touchy to hear, especially depending on where you're sitting. So that's why the razzle dazzle is so important. Oh, we didn't talk. Oh, well, I guess we talked about it a little bit. But the the continuation of the TV head dancers throughout the Mm -hmm. whole thing. Ah, it I I love that. I see. I was like, see, this is what I've been talking about this whole time. Yes, you did a very good job. I did a good job. Yes. <laughs> um, so the mummies lost. Ken kept the Lawrence brothers guess. Jenny, and I didn't write everyone's names because I knew I was going to mess it up. Uh, Jenny <laughs> had a inkling that this could be the, the kids from Home Improvement, which I actually thought was solid. Um, but then I thought, well, no one's seen JTT in a minute. Is JTT going to come back for this? Probably mm-hmm. not. And then uh, Nicole ended up going with the Brady Brunch, which also Robin jumped on as well. And it turned out to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked the three Lawrence brothers with Martin Lawrence as the third Lawrence brother. Again, that's but- what I want for like a trio that you don't expect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all the Lawrences. Well, I liked, uh, well, the only thing I really know about Jory Lawrence, because I never watched Blossom, was the fact, wasn't he on Celebrity Big Brother and he had like a very elaborate skincare routine? 
What Joy Lawrence? Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. bathroom stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's see, that's all I remember when I think of Joey Lawrence. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. So then they had a performance. What did they sing? They sang something. So they didn't sing the Brady Bunch theme song, which I thought isn't this what you're supposed to sing on the way out? Well, they sang one of the Brady Bunch songs, though. Oh, they did. I'm looking at the wiki. Yes. Okay, never yeah, mind. I take back they, all the outrage that I just had like this. See? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sunshine day. That was what they sang. And it was funny seeing, because remember how I said I felt like the right shark one was totally out of it? Mm-hmm. it that was the that was Christopher Knight. <laughs> it's like, all right, buddy. <laughs> Having a grand old time, just like reliving your, you know, VH1 glory days when it came to reality TV. I'm here for it. Did you hear that the Surreal Life's coming back? Wait, what? Yeah, it's got, I'll tell you the cast oh, right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, tell me the cast, please. So Dennis Rodman is back. Oh my God. Okay, so Dennis Rodman's going to be on it. Um, there, you're going to have Tamar Braxton is going to be on it. Oh. Uh, Stormy Daniels. No, wait, really? Yes. Uh, August Alsina. Wait, who? Uh, August Alsina was the, uh, the guy who had an entanglement with Jada Pinkett Smith. Ah, the entanglement. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Manny Mua, who is a popular makeup artist, YouTuber, and beauty blogger. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. okay. I know Manny. Yeah. Uh, Kim Coles. Okay. The um, best known for her uh, roles in Living Color and Living Single. Yes. Yes. And CJ Perry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who is a professional wrestler. Okay. 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 And then Frankie Munez. Really? Yeah. Malcolm. Yeah. Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle and Agent oh Cody gosh. Banks. Uh, okay, yeah, and 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 Cody Banks. Oh man, I'm actually so excited. When is this going to premiere? Uh, August 24th. If you didn't have enough TV for the falls, there's another one coming oh, no. your way in like three weeks. <laughs> I was hoping it would be in like January when there's nothing else going on. Okay, that's, that's super fun. Yeah. All right, I'm excited. I can't believe they got Stormy Daniels. What a weird eclectic group of people. But I guess that was the point of the surreal life. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. Ugh, I would love if this kicks off like another golden age of VH1. Yeah, wait, I assume it's not on VH1 though. What's it, it is on, on VH1. <gasps> wow. All right, so we're talking Mass Singer here, and it's time for the battle royale, Liana. It's the yes. harp versus the fortune teller, and the song they're doing is "Everywhere You Look," aka the Full House theme song. And fortune teller did fine. The harp destroyed the fortune teller in that order. Yeah, it was like the first couple notes. It was already a done deal. What I'm upset about is that they didn't have a performer on like a, dare I say, like a younger unmasking this week that could Mm -hmm. have done the Fresh Prince theme. That would have made Mm -hmm. me so happy. And I'm so sad that wasn't the case this week. I, I think there's a lot of missed opportunities when it comes to theme songs, right? I okay, think, I think so there's a lot. A, let's name a couple. Well, speaking of Frankie Munez, you could do the Malcolm in the Middle oh, theme song. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Isn't that a good mm-hmm. one? Um, shoot, who, it's like some scholar. The Big Bang Theory. Uh, yes, Bare Naked Ladies. You love the Bare Naked Ladies. Mm-hmm. The Friends theme song. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I was listening to a 90s music playlist and that song came up. I thought of you. Makes sense. You thought of me? Yeah. Why? Because you and Shannon did the Friends. You know, we've done plenty of other tier lists since then, right? Ah, The Malcolm in the Middle is They Might Be Giants. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. I'm glad you're doing research instead of talking to me on the podcast. No, I am. I am. I'm engaging and I'm having a conversation. <laughs> I am multitasking. Okay. Well done. Well done. Okay. I guess that's enough, uh, enough theme songs that could have been there. There's definitely a lot more that we did not talk about just to say that. Okay. I, I would be happy if they, if they end up redoing this format, I would genuinely be fine if they also repeated this theme. I thought it was really they well can done. definitely do it again. Like this is an evergreen theme. They can do a lot more. Whereas mm-hmm. with Vegas, I guess they could also do that, but you've already got Donny Osmond as your judge. You've already had Carrot Top. You've already had the Blue Man group. You'd have to repeat probably somebody mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So this would work better. I, I would I would want the theme song one to come back. That would be good. Hell, they could do this in three weeks again. I'd be okay with it. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not in three weeks, but I I'm okay with that. Oh, you know, what actually would have been, you know how we talk about, um, artists doing their own songs. Mm-hmm. It would have been really funny if they had done the Brady Bunch theme song for their actual performance. Like, I know they didn't do yeah. it for the final one, but that would have been, that would have been really, funny. that's what I'm saying. That would have been phenomenal if they mm-hmm. did that. Also, does this count? Does this episode, the unmasking both count as TV yeah, I guess the, both performers were TV themed, right? Shark Tank and the Brady Bunch. Yes. Yes. And technically, Amber Riley was in Glee, which is also a TV show. And technically, Jeff Dunham was a Vegas act. That Oh, you know what? That's true. And technically, um, Montel Jordan. <laughs> uh, oh, is this I you trying to vamp again? He's been to Vegas. I'm assuming. Yeah, He's been to Vegas? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I look forward to James Corden being one of the performers next week for Andrew Lloyd Webber week. Wait, why James Corden? Because Cats, right? He was in the Cats movie. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, I would die. It's like Jason Derulo. No, that's the one. <laughs> you want a contender for the crown? You bring Jason Derulo on next week. My heart, if Jason Derulo is on the show. And you know um, what? I hope so. The three performers next week are Robogirl, Maze, and Mermaid. I hope Jason Derulo is Maze because I picked him and you'd be very upset. Yeah, you have Maze and Mermaid, and I have Robogirl. Yeah, we have three of the top six picked performing next week. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> wild. Oh, that's yeah. that does not bode well. <laughs> I mean, either I lose two or you we each lose one. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how that plays out next week. Um, and then, so yeah, the harp wins. The fortune teller gets guessed correctly by one person and one person only. And that is Ken Jong gets the right one on the board with Damon John. And then Ray J was Robin's guest. What did you think of that? Oh, I love that immediately the audience just said no. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do the no Ken thing, like, you know, uh, but it, it, yeah, the, the immediate reaction. It feels like, and, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like because they're one and dones this season, the clue packages are a lot more just obvious where Jeff oh, Dunham was sure. very, right? So oh, I feel like if it was sure. Ray J, the, the phrase one wish would have come up somewhere 100%. Or definitely, a tape definitely. would have come up. So you got to look. These clue packages weigh a lot because of how much they're trying to give you before they unmask. Okay, so I want I want to talk about the clue packages and the format just one more time because I can. But just before we <laughs> wrap that up, I do want to say that for the battle royale, because I don't think I mentioned it, I love the fact that we actually got two very different takes. On yes. the full house theme song. This is what I expected. This is this is what I'm saying. Where I feel like this episode was a step up from last week because I feel like this fulfilled the expectation of we're going to get two completely different takes on the song. I, All right, think, so I'm happy about that. I think every episode, every new episode that's come out has been a better version so far. So I think mm-hmm. episode three is the best episode we've had this season mm-hmm. so far, and episode two was better than one because mm-hmm. the format's finally setting in and it's actually being followed, which I think is good. I, I agree. If I if I had to rank these three episodes, it would definitely be three, two, one of best uh, to not to worst. It's not worse, but just, you know, best to fine. The other thing I thought of when uh, we were talking about the clues, do you remember how in the fortune tellers clue there was the briefcase with the angel inside? Yes. Do we talk about so I think that's like an angel financier, like a briefcase full of money. And it's like, you know, like angel, angel investment. Finance. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Okay. I don't, I'll I don't, take I don't, it. I don't, I don't know business, but that's that's the only business term I know. Okay. What else about this week? Is there anything else? Well, I do want to bring this up. Um, so we're down group. One group is done. We're going to the next group next week. Of the seven performers in this group, one female performer, and that's the harp. Yeah, I know, right? She's eliminated... Not no. How many men? One, nine. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Nine men. Yes. Slay queen. What is this <laughs> div- like disparity <laughs> on the show, though? I think, I mean, so first of all, I am going to be extremely curious to see what the gender breakdown is going to look like throughout yes. the rest of the season, right? Because Same. if if we end the season with like 80% men, 
okay, then maybe this breakdown makes sense. But otherwise, it's just they threw all the men in that first group for her to just slaughter. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Wipe the floor with them completely. Seriously. Yeah. Because there was one season, there was another season also I remember being very heavily male, but I'm... One of the last two seasons, I feel like. Hmm... That's what I thought too, but now it looks more balanced than I remember. Anyway, whatever. So knowing this, the fact that of the 10 contestants we've seen, one has been, well, we think, obviously not officially on mass yet, one is a woman is like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Uh, the lambs, and I mean that sarcastically, the lambs I think could potentially, they look coded as feminine. So I, I don't know what we'll see there, but you know, who knows? Last we'll season, nine out of the 15 performers were men. Okay, nine out of 15. Were there a lot early? Uh, yeah, Duff Goldman, Joe Buck, uh, Jorge Garcia, uh, Jordan Mailata, Penn and Teller, Dwayne Chapman, mm. Rudy Giuliani, Shaggy, Cheyenne Jackson. Mm, okay, because that's what, that's like 60%. So it's not like a crazy amount different, but... Remember when the anyway. theme was the good, the bad, and the cuddly? Oh, that was so cute. Did I hate that? I might have hated that in the moment, but it's cute <laughs> I now. I don't think we loved it. <laughs> I never know. I always feel so much more positive later on in the moment. I'm like, that's so stupid. And now I'm like, yeah, it's all cute. I love it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, oh. that, yes, go ahead. Well, no. So, okay. So I want to go back just very briefly to the obvious clue packages and the format. And this is part of the reason why what I said at the top of the show rings true for me. The fact that it's just always something new always keeping you on your toes because you're getting a brand new clue package a brand new set of clues a brand new person to guess and then you get two of those next week a brand new set of people and so you know i think because of that it's almost like okay you know when you do sudoku and i'm sure i relate to everyone out there when i say this you know when you do sudoku and sometimes you want to do just a bunch of easy puzzles you know you just want to like flex your your puzzle muscles you just do a bunch crosswords, whatever the case may be. You just do a bunch of easy ones and you know what? You're like, whatever, it's easy, but you're doing it quick. You love it. And then every once in a while you do the hard ones and you're like, I'm going to slave over this. It's going to be really tough, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work through it and I'm going to get there. Those two different puzzle types give me different ways of satisfaction. And that's how I feel about this season where this is me just, I'm crushing the easies, baby. Like, just give me more of those. I'm, I'm blowing through them. And so you get that like little bit of satisfaction. Yeah, sure. It wasn't that hard, but like you still had a lot of fun solving the puzzle. That is my analogy to Mass Singer. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but that's how I feel in terms of the satisfaction that comes from guessing someone correctly. I like that if you are a listener and you've never watched the show, you could legitimately watch one episode and not be missing out on anything Mm -hmm. because similar to Sudoku, similar to Crossword, they're not linked to the day before Sudoku or Crossword. They're their Mm -hmm. own thing. And the only thing that's a big thing is you'll know, oh, someone made it from the last round, from last episode to this episode, but you don't miss anything there, really. You know what? It's funny because we're talking about TV shows and sitcoms and stuff. This is like very sitcom. You know, or you don't really need to know what happened in last you week's episode because you got a yeah. brand new. Yeah, you just jump in, you know, brand new story. Just go for it. Doesn't matter. It's all I good. I mean, if you've listened to the show, you're not going to be shocked when Ken Jong calls Nick Cannon daddy still because you know mm-hmm. that he does. <laughs> We've told you that. So you're not going to miss out on something like that. Yeah. Ken, Ken's been good. This has been, uh, this is a fun episode. Yeah. I had a good time as well talking about it here. I actually said before we started, I told Liana, I was like, I don't think we're going to hit an hour. Here we are, 58th minute. Liana, where can people find you? What else do you have going on? Let them know. I think that's more an indication of our ability to just talk about nonsense. I'm sure there was a <laughs> we, lot of nonsense we said. Probably should have shut up 30 minutes ago, but you know, here we are. So if you want to hear more of my, you know, inane ramblings, you can follow me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. Uh, Big Brother is over, but we are in full on survivor mode. So I am podcasting about Survivor with Mike Bloom, of course, on the BMB. We're going to be getting back together to talk to Jordan Kalish, play some games uh, for this last week. My big idea was how much do beads cost the game mike shot that down i don't know why seems pretty interesting to me and then otherwise that's about it i don't want to get ahead of myself with announcing something else but we may have something coming down the pipeline 
for uh, Lego masters. If you're interested, something very, very cool. So I'm, you know, probably uh, shot my wad there, but you know what? I'm going to say it anyway. Regardless, Marisa and I, my sister, will be back in two weeks to talk about the episodes two, three, and four of Lego Masters. Bricked up. Mm. Yeah, don't get bricked up. Lord, uh, you can find me on. <laughs> you can find me on. I did that to myself. Uh, you can yep. find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. Definitely come through, say hi. I would appreciate it. The 90 Day Fiance podcast is the other place you can find me. I had Brian Scally on this week to talk about Happily Ever After. It's been a very, very weird season, but we've been enjoying it because it's a lot of chaos. So check that out if you're interested in The Masked Singer. Uh, sorry, 90 Day Fiance. Check this out if you like The Masked Singer. And uh, I will be talking to Rob Sesternino about Survivor this week on the feedback show. So uh, if you're a Survivor fan, you're a me fan, hopefully both, uh, you're in luck. There's that available as well. And last but not least, if you could please go ahead and leave a rating and review for this podcast, it would be much appreciated. That allows people to find the podcast. It gives us some much needed feedback. And uh, I would be very grateful. You can do so over on robinswebsite.com slash masksinger. That's M-A-S-K-E-D-S-I-N-G-E-R. Shout out to the new reviews we've gotten since the last podcast. I'm seeing here we have about four new po- uh, new reviews. So thank you so much to uh, Claroline, Mandy, Gator Bob, and Rosie for the five-star reviews. Really do appreciate it. Keep them coming, please, and thank you as we make our way to become the number one mass singer podcast out there for those listening. All right. Yes. We're about to say no, something. No, no, I was just going to say the, uh, the mass singer spaces, which I did not have the opportunity uh, to listen to. I was working. Unfortunately, they only ran for like 30 minutes or 34 minutes or something. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing that we talked for an hour, but here we are. Listen, we are, dare I say, putting in some flavor into it. I don't know what happened in that spaces, but yeah. 30 minutes don't sound like much. Add a little bit of spice. Although they did exactly. get Jenny McCartney, so I don't know. Oh, so much I spice, know. so much flavor. I know. Ooh, I know. my tongue. Okay, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and say with you. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and say with you. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.